my mom's like, well, our kitchen is fairly new. And I said, well, mom, actually your kitchen is 30 years old, <laughs> but in her mind, she had had it renovated and, yeah. and it's, it was in good shape. So she still felt like it was a new kitchen. And I'm like, um, not so much mom. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Helping Heroes Become Homeowners. I'm your podcast host, Richard Sari, with Alliance Mortgage Group. And today we've got two of my favorite realtors. I've been doing business with them for, what, five, six years? As long as yeah. we've Donna Magro introduced me to you guys. I'm still doing stuff yeah. with her. Um, but Robert and Stephanie, um, they are with Keller Williams Central, right, in Dallas? Yeah, correct. Um, how long have you guys been doing real estate? Just in general. Um, I've been in the business for 25 years, but I started on the East Coast in the D.C. area. Okay. And I've been in for five years now. So uh, I was in corporate America for 30 years and uh, found a good jumping off point and uh, got interested in this. And so here I am. I sucked him in. And yeah, I'd say Stephanie got you in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good decision. Yeah, yeah. And coincidentally, Donna actually sold me my first house <laughs> years ago. So we've known her for a very long time. So what's the difference between, you know, you see a lot of realtor groups that are husband and wife. What What is the dynamic to do it together versus just you guys doing your own thing? Um, go ahead. Well, I, think, I think there's always somebody to bounce ideas off of. And it was interesting. You know, I had a lot of experience and I've been an appraiser at one point as well as a realtor years ago, but um, it was interesting to see everything from fresh eyes. It's kind of like when people say they have children and then they're seeing the world through their child's eyes. Um, when I was watching, Rob came up with these ideas that, you know, you become so set in your ways after 20, 20 years of doing it that that he had great ideas that I'd never thought of doing. Yeah. Yeah. And what I like about it is there's enough new new things for me to learn that, it, that it's challenging and it keeps me very excited and interesting. But also um, there's a lot of things that I've done in engineering and project management, which was my previous career um, that also apply in real estate, like a real estate transaction in and of itself is almost equal to the projects I used to do with the steps and everything. So there's enough familiarity. So I don't feel completely lost, but enough new to really keep me interested and engaged. Do you, do you each do the same day to day, um, like structure day, or do you guys have your own separate structure on the day or is it done together? We do a lot of things. We, well, we were doing a lot of things completely together at one point. And then our coach said, um, if you want to be one person, then that works. If you want to be two people, you need to <laughs> separate a little bit. Um, so, uh, we do, we do some things together. I do more of the marketing things. Um, he's taken over working a lot with our buyers. Um, yeah. I do a little bit more of the listing things. However, we actually do most of the listing stuff as a team. So when you guys, when you guys do a listing appointment, you're doing it together. We always go together if, as long as we can. And then he yeah. does all the back office operations, yeah, operations, finance, budgets, all that stuff. That so makes a lot of people's, I'm, I'm, that I hate. I'm curious when you guys go together on a listing appointment, do you feel more comfortable that you're both in there together to where one can pick up what the other one might leave out or does that seem to work better for you guys? Uh, I think it does because, you know, if you've got two different people, um, 
you know, two different personalities that we can kind of each, you know, if it's a husband, another husband and wife, we can kind of each engage and kind of get a feel for what's important to each one and, and kind of address things on the fly as they come up. And I think it, it makes for a higher success at getting the listing. I would agree with that. I'm always more comfortable visiting people. You know, when I first started in the business, not knowing everything and always felt more comfortable with someone next to me to pick up what I'm leaving out or, you know, just listening to them, pick up the conversation and learning from how they're visiting and yeah. speaking yeah. With, with the client. Um, I think that's a big deal. That's, that's Yeah. And we tag team each other a lot, kind of one will start something and the other one finishes. Yeah. So we make one complete human being together. So it works well for us. <laughs> now you guys, you guys do the Dallas market, but you also do the surrounding area of Dallas. Or are you guys just in Dallas now? We do, we do the surrounding, um, we do a lot. We have always done a lot of things by referrals. So we'll have a client who's here, but then their children need to be further out or their best friend, you know, so we've gone as far south as Waxahachie, um, and up at North, um, into Salina. Yeah. Okay. So you'll cover, you'll cover wherever it's needed at the end of the day. Yeah. Wherever it's needed for the most okay. part, unless yeah. we feel like it's something we don't have the knowledge about. If yeah. somebody wanted to be in a really particular, we had friends that wanted to buy beachfront property in on the yeah, coast of Texas. Yeah. And um, we were like, no, we think you need to have a specialist yeah, down there. Yeah. So many other rules about coastline real estate too, I think in there. Yes, there are. What about the market? So the market that you're in, that's because you guys live in Dallas. What is there anything going on um, in Dallas? particular that you want to discuss? Is there any market trends? What, what is your market doing? I would say in the Dallas area, um, market's still pretty strong. We're not having the craziness that we had, you know, two years ago, a year and a half ago. Um, but most things, if they're priced right, that's always the key, right? Yes. Um, but if they're priced right and appropriately, um, they're going um, fairly quickly. Um, and if they're in good shape, um, we always, you know, that's always kind of the thing is, are they, are they updated or are they still original? Um, you know, from 20 do, do, years you, ago? do you find the properties? Cause that's, you know, Dallas is, I want to say all of Dallas is old money, but there's more older homes in the Dallas area. I, w I would think, um, do you, do, yeah. do you find more properties that need a little bit more up updating or repairs at all in that area? It's very um, neighborhood by neighborhood. Um, we're seeing more and more, obviously, um, people who are retiring and are ready to downsize. Some of those homes can be fairly dated. And, and I think, well, I just went through this with my parents um, in there. We got them to move to here to Richardson. And my mom's like, well, our kitchen is fairly new. And I said, well, mom, actually, your kitchen is 30 years old, <laughs> but in her mind, she had had it renovated and, yeah. and it's, it was in good shape. So she still felt like it was a new kitchen. And I'm like, um, not so much mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I think that happens a little bit. Um, I think most people, if they're getting good guidance, they're finding out that, um, they need, they may need to do a little updating and we can help them with that. Yeah. I did a podcast a few weeks ago on, uh, VA renovation loans. And, um, 
you know, it's been a long time since I did a VA renovation loan or even considered the product, but I had um, a VA expert on that from one of my lenders that I placed business with. And he kind of opened up the doors on how awesome that really is. So, you know, the, they'll, they'll do the uh, FHA renovation, the conventional and the, and the VA. I think that would have a lot of help in, in the buyer's aspect of things that they want to come in and update because you can just include that in the loan amount and it gets financed in. And if they qualify for that, it gets done. So it's yeah. something to consider if you're looking to buy a home that's maybe a little dated or needs to be updated. I would consider that in yeah. your pre-qualification or pre-approval process um, for sure. What uh, challenges do you guys or opportunities do you see um, buyers have in the marketplace right now? Well, I guess um, number one is the ever present, at least for now, interest rate challenge, you know, just you know, affordability versus interest rates. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, I think it's for us, it's pushed some buyers out further than they want to be out into, you know, the further suburbs to be able to find something that they can afford. Um, and obviously inventory because inventory is still low. Um, you know, kind of the opposite thing since the interest rates are high, I think there's a lot of sellers that are not selling because they don't know where they're going to go, or what they're going to buy. So I guess just buyer budgets and, and low inventory are, are a couple of things I see. I don't know what you want to add to that. I would say those are challenges. I think on the good side, um, and we've some of our clients have been aware of this, if they've got some money to, um, to do things, there's not as much competition yeah, now. Right. You know, I mean, we, we, we may still, we still got our last listing that we closed, um, we still had multiple offers, but it was only three offers instead of 27, you know, it was, um, and so you didn't, you know, they went a little bit over the asking price, but it wasn't 20% over the asking right. price, which is what we were getting last year. So what I, you know, one of the things actually, before I came on with you guys, there was a, a, a news article on TV with Redfin that a certain percentage of the country, the sellers had a price drop in October on their homes. So that does open up the conversation that there is opportunity out there, even though rates are higher than what we would like for them to be is maybe take some of that reduction in sales price and use it maybe in a different way to get the payment down. Because if you mm -hmm. take a little bit of that reduction and instead of paying less for the house, use it as a concession and pay what they originally had it for, your payment is going to be much lower than if you just paid 10 grand less for the house when it comes to principal. Yeah. Interest. So, you know, in the few podcasts that we've had, we talked specifically about those strategies, but that, that is the most common one now to really get it where it needs to be and let the market correct and have that opportunity. Because like you said, there was only three, 18 months ago, there was 30 and people were paying more than what the list price of that home was, even though rates were lower. I mean, at the end of the day, you may come out losing money if you want to wait and be on the sidelines. So it is something to consider as a buyer and also as a seller, because you want to sell a house. So mm -hmm. um, you as a seller, I think, would make up what you're losing maybe on the sale on your next purchase by having that same strategy. So, yeah, it's definitely a, a full blown conversation to have on both sides, always on that. So the neighborhoods, um, have you seen any declines as far as purchase price um, being reduced? After 30 days, 60 days, I mean, how long are sellers usually waiting before they say, hey, I want to probably reduce the price? 
Uh, I think it's on kind of a case-by-case -case basis, depending on how urgent they need to sell the house. I mean, I've seen people start dropping the price after just a couple of weeks, and to me that kind of indicates they're in a hurry to sell it. Maybe they've got another property they've bought or want to buy. Um, I guess more typical is, like you just said, the 30-day mark seems to be kind of a common, I guess, normal as normal as anything is, benchmark for dropping prices. Um, and I don't know if there's really price reductions. I think it goes back to what Stephanie said a few minutes ago, that it's really about pricing it correctly yep. um, for what the market will bear versus a price, you know, a price decline. I don't know. Yeah, I would say, I don't know that I've seen a lot of actual true decline, but what I, I've seen is people who expect that they should be getting, they're, they're still on the idea that they're going to get more, they're going to get significantly more than the last person who should be getting more than the last right. person who should be getting more than the last person. And, and that instead I'm seeing it just kind of, it's like, we really need to say, okay, here's where the last one sold. And, and this is yours is similar condition or not. And then price for that. I, th I think um, expectation and what you hear on in the media has a little bit, I think to do with that yeah. mindset too. Cause you know, as I was telling a little bit about that story about reducing price, they also came back and said, well, the houses are sitting for longer than they should be. Well, of course that's the reason why they're declining. But I think the mindset that some sellers may have like you mentioned, is they think that house should sell right away. So that puts a lot of pressure, I guess, on you guys, right? When you're listing that property, do you give expectations of what the market's doing as you're in that listing appointment with the sellers? About as far as what the average uh, days in the market is going to be? Yeah, we try to we try to go over all of that pre-listing um, as far as timing and, and what the, the average length of time um, and I would, but I still kind of say that even though there may be a, things are sitting a little bit longer, that probably if it was priced properly in the beginning, unless it's a really unique property, yeah. if it was priced the right way, it probably isn't going to sit much more than two to four weeks. Yeah, that's accurate. I've got a, I have a friend of mine that our kids grew up together and he's wanting to move. And he put his house on the market, maybe, I think this will be the third week. And, you know, he's had a bunch of open houses, um, but he's not really getting any offers right now. And, you know, it may be that you got a lot to deal with that. You've got what people think about interest rates. You've got the time of the year. Um, and his price point is, you know, higher than most first-time homebuyer prices. So there's a lot of things going on, but it, you know, in his mind, he's like, well, if it doesn't sell in a week, I'm going to take it off and relist it in the spring. So, you know, he's, I don't know if that would be a mindset that you hear out there with sellers that, Hey, let's list it for a few months, see what activity we get. And then we'll just relist it late spring, early summer. Do you see more activity happening in that time of the year? Definitely. Yeah, it, it's, um, it's definitely, uh, and this is across the country. I, I mean, I've sold houses in, I guess, four states now um, and out of the country. And spring spring is always a better time. It's or when it's the majority of people out there. And it actually has some pros and cons. All year round can be a great time to sell. It's just yeah, right. where what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, and so for some people, that's 
they want to be in that whole madness part. Um, I would say, though, on the flip side is the buyers who are out in the fall tend yeah. to be more serious um, and more committed to looking. <laughs> yep. um, if they have to move at that point, then they're probably doing it for a really good reason. Um, so, yeah, but they're, we, not, they're not just window shopping or chicken tires. Now, are you taking listing appointments, or not listing appointments, but viewing showings if you do not have a pre-qualification letter in hand? Do you guys have any um, anything that you have to have we, from You a, mean when a, we have the buyer or when we have the listing? When you have a buyer and that buyer wants to come look at um, your property, do you, do they have to yeah, provide uh, a pre-approval letter to see the house? Oh, um, you, you yeah. mean, no, we don't ask them to, if we're going to, if we have a buyer, before we start showing them houses, we always want them to have pre-qual right. yeah. and um, um, a lot of time and, and then to be under agreement with us um, because otherwise it's really it's really hard I had a client years ago I made the mistake of taking somebody out when they hadn't spoken to the lender and they told me what they thought they could qualify for um, but they hadn't taken into consideration things like HOA fees and mm -hmm. taxes and all those other things that add in there and so we started looking at, at the time it was $400,000 houses. Well, then when they finally went to the lender, the lender said, you can do 325. And 325 does not look nearly as attractive <laughs> as 400 when you have to go backwards. Right. So, um, um, so now we always make sure. I wouldn't say that we necessarily request one from the buyer's agent before they come to view one of our listings. Yeah, um, that to me is something you do with the offer. And, you know, we even also take the step of once the offer's in, we'll actually call the lender to, yeah. you know, just kind of get a feel for how far along they are in the qualification process. What wickets do they still have to go through, that kind of thing, to get a get a better feel and to give our client a better feel of exactly how, how strong the offer is from a financial standpoint. Yeah. We generally don't, from a listing standpoint, we generally, if our seller gets an offer and the person hasn't been pre-qualified, we don't, we usually recommend they don't accept it until they get, until we get the pre right. something from the lender. Okay. On your, so this is obviously, it's a VA podcast. We, we want to talk a little bit about VA too. With your experience mm -hmm. on both sides, what are some of the most common misconceptions that you hear about the VA home loan? Or, or have heard? Um, I think people have a lot of misconceptions about so them. Many. Um, I think there's a misconception that there's going to be, that the seller has to pay a bunch of closing costs. Um, I think there's the misconception that it's a significantly harder appraisal process. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think there's a lot of people who think that the people are not as well qualified um, or that they can only get low, lower priced homes. Um, I don't think most people will realize that I, I think it's 780,000 is the current loan amount, max loan amount or something. If I'm not well, mistaken. there's no max loan amount for VA if you have full entitlement, oh. <laughs> but if you don't, yeah. then yes, you got to confirm the county loan limit, which is now seven sixty six five fifty. I guess I would also add to that, that, uh, Everybody, it seems to be there's this misconception that VA loans take longer to close, um, and it's. Well, I think you said it a more more difficult appraisal process. 
Um, so I think those are those are the ones that I've seen. Let me ask you this question. You're so out of all the realtors that I asked that question to, it's all the same. It's all the same common answer, which is really strange to say the least. I mean, those four or five that you just rattled off were told to me yesterday, uh -huh. and. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm trying to get an understanding of what you think as realtors, why realtors have that mindset. Is it because they had maybe a bad transaction? Is it bad training? Is it, I'm trying to figure it out because VA home loans have the best qualified, the highest qualified rate, the highest approval rate. I say the highest qualified rate, mm -hmm. the lowest interest rate on the market you get with a VA yeah. home loan. Um, your approval rate is a, about 93%, 95% approval rate. Um, you can do manual underwrites on a VA home loan. You really can't do that on a conventional loan. Um, so it, it, it just strikes me odd that it's the same, it's the same answers. Is, any idea why that would be? I, I think it's lack of education. Um, I think there's a perception, misperception that there's conventional loans and everybody lumps FHA loans and VA loans together. They don't take the time to, educate themselves about what the differences are and, and things we just discussed that, you know, it's not necessarily a more difficult appraisal that the buyers are not necessarily less qualified. Um, and they just have never taken the time to take a little bit deeper dive and become more knowledgeable about things. I think, I think it's education. I think, um, and people are always afraid a little bit of what they don't know. Right. Um, I think, we actually didn't, we didn't do this, but we had another agent. Um, as I said, I, I've done a lot of VAs back in the day, especially in the, because of DC, there was so many military um, and my parents were military. But um, I think we had a lady who actually had a kind of a pamphlet. And when she sent her offer over, she sent it with this, pamphlet about VA loans and I we had obviously done them before and knew that it was fine um, but I thought that's something anybody we should all be doing is sending yeah. because there are there are so many brand new agents out there that have only been agents for a couple of years and um, they don't really know and then they're being told I think it's word of mouth yeah mm -hmm. of, yeah of the, that other agents are going, Oh, don't ever take the VA or the, you know, go for the conventional. If you can't get cash, yeah. you really what want I to call what I call the fifth hand rumor. Yeah. And that's, that's such a disservice to the veteran. Oh, totally. absolutely. And because that's you just, you just don't know, you don't know what you don't know about this product until you go through it. What we, what I've been doing is I'm trying to do as much education about this loan product as I can with as many realtors I come across. So one of the things that I came up with was um, helping heroes become homeowners is now a class. It's a CE class and realtors mm -hmm. can come in and get an extra two hours a year if they need it, whatever, even if they don't need it. It's a class I highly recommend. It goes more of a deep dive into this product um, to help them get a better understanding about what it really is and how it can benefit both sides and still get the loan done quickly yeah. and still net the same amount for the seller and everything all together. So it's something that we're one of the reasons why I, I've started the podcast. I, I've done the VA um, 
classes to get that out there because like you guys have been in the business for so long and you still hear that so what do you what do you do when you overcome do you overcome that as a realtor when you're representing a va buyer do you have the lender step in i, I know we've done a few where i've called the the agent letting them know a little bit about the va home loan to help get that process through or at least let them consider the offer but there's anything special that you guys do when you have an offer from a buyer um well as now i'm sorry repeat the question because i'm do not you sure. guys yeah, we, do you anything to help the buyer get that offer accepted when you have when you're representing a va buyer when you're talking to the agent on the listing side yeah well one we always like to make sure that we've got i mean a lot of times it's you <laughs> Um, yeah. but we try to make sure we've got a great lender for yeah. our buyer. Um, I have worked, I've got, um, some other, uh, banks that have referred me clients that were VAs in the, since I've been here. Um, and it's always nice if you can have a lender who's available to walk them through it a little bit more so, so that they understand. Um, and sometimes we try to do the education, mm -hmm. um, and that's why I keep thinking we need to get that woman's, um, pamphlet and that, cause I think that is a fabulous thing. Um, while you say that, look, I've got mine that I can send anybody. Who's ah, a, see? Okay, there, you, there go. you go. Okay. We need that. You'll um, get it right after the show. We'll take that. A nice PDF. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, and also just, you know, to me, one of the most important parts about this job in general is communication. So, you know, if we've got an offer, you know, we want to speak directly with a listing agent, not just throw it out, throw it in an email and, and send it over and hope that it gets accepted. So we, you know, establish communication prior. So we've got some rapport and, you know, it's not just like some stranger is calling. So get some credibility built up with the other agent and then educate and talk about, you know, what, what a VA loan, see what their experience is with VA loan, try and see if they're under these, bad impressions, misconceptions about what's going on. And if they are, then to educate them and, and show them and, and give them examples of how it yeah. isn't what they think it is. I also like to look, when we're showing houses, sometimes it's interesting, you know, um, I, I, can, I can frequently, and I'm sure most agents can, you can frequently figure out if the home is owned by a vet already. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, if they were somebody who served and, um, or with some of these other things with, you know, the teacher programs or that, you know, you can kind of tell where somebody's at. And um, I still like to try to call up and, and give my, give the other agent some information about our clients. You know, these are retiring military or these are a relocating, you know, family. They just, you know, uh, finished, tour of duty or what, you know, some of that information because making, I think one thing that we lose, um, sometimes is the human factor. Yeah. These are not numbers. These yeah. are people and these are families that we're helping. These are, you know, so this is not just a deal. This is, is somebody's home and somebody's yeah. selling the home and somebody's buying yeah. the home. And so. you know, as you mentioned that it, it more than just a transaction because you have, a service member, active duty veteran, you don't know what they've gone through and you don't know yeah. how that's going to change their life, recovery, getting back into civilian life, becoming a homeowner. So you, yeah. you may, if 
keep that in consideration when you're looking at offers and you see a VA home loan offer is you may help that family out more than you really know by considering that mm-hmm. yeah. and learning more about that loan product. Cause it's not mm-hmm. like I mentioned earlier, it, there's so many things inside that loan that people don't know. I'll give you an example. We closed three months ago and this listing agent knew a little bit about the VA home loan, but she got a pretty good sizable concession more than what was needed. So what VA allows is there's no cap on closing costs, but there's a cap on a concession dollar amount, which is 4% of the purchase price. I had more than what mm-hmm. I needed um, for closing costs. But at the end of the day, I had, I think, fifteen dollars to $18,000 of money I could do whatever I want with. So they paid off their, wow. they paid off their debt. So all that That's debt awesome. for them got paid off with the concession. You can't do that with FHA. And you can't do that with yeah. conventional. So mm-hmm. it's a, it, it helped them tremendously because they walked into that new house debt-free and money yeah, in the bank from the sale of the house right and they put nothing down. Yeah. I mean, both sides won the net, the, the seller netted what they wanted, even with those concessions and they got what they wanted out of it on the buy. So there's just yeah. so many things about that product that, like I said, just mm, helped them out tremendously. Yeah. So what are your, let's talk about more about you. What are your daily habits? What, so if I'm a real estate agent that's brand new in the business, what are you doing daily to help you get more listing appointments, um, attract more buyers to use your services? What are you guys doing? Uh, lead generation. We have a, it's actually a Keller Williams saying it's without leads, nothing matters. So Mm -hmm. if you don't have, any leads, then you're, you know, it kind of goes backwards. You can just break it down backwards, you know, however many transactions you close depends on how many clients you get under contract, uh, depends on how many people you meet and how many people you call to get those meetings. So it tracks backwards. You can get it. We have it down to percentages. So we know how many, how many people we have to call till we get an appointment, till we get a, a contract or a, a listing or buyer agreement till we get something in the books. So um, have to definitely time block for lead generation, pretty much time block for everything. You know, have an organized schedule and, and stick to it. Um, don't just stick to it for a couple of days. Be consistent. I don't know. It's, I was going to say, it's really easy in this job because so many of us work from home. Yeah. Um, it's really easy to um, get sidetracked and, you know, be doing other things around the house. And um, so uh, I think you have to really, and I, this is hard for me. It's really hard for me. I'm, I fall off the wagon all the time with it. Like, you know, suddenly I'm like, oh, I didn't do any work, real work today. Um, so, but, and then we just, we're, we're pretty friendly. <laughs> so yeah. we are pretty good about keeping in touch with past clients and yeah. friends and meeting other people. Um, we went to an event last night and I came home uh, for the ACC um, it was actually an alumni event for ACC schools, ACC schools. Yeah. Um, and uh, we started chatting with these young ladies and I came home with three phone numbers um, of things of people who wanted to get more information. They're probably a couple years out from buying a home, but yeah. we put those people into our pipeline and keep talking to them and see them at the next event and you know, yeah. any of the game watching parties. And So what CRM do you guys use for that? Do you have your own? Uh, that Keller's provides, yeah, or Keller do you have has, your own system? 
KW has a system call command. It's a CRM system. And then, you know, we put all our transactions in there for compliance checks with our broker and things like that. So it's kind of an all in one thing. And we do enlist a couple of um, outside things. I know you like the bomb bomb platform. For yeah. I use bomb bomb emails. for video emails and such. Um, but and then we use some for creating, I, I do all the marketing things. So um, at this point, so creating a lot of our stuff, I use Canva and things to create. There are design things in the command app, um, but I don't like them as well as Canva. Yeah, it's just <laughs> trying to pick what works best for us as far as, you know, it, it is multiple kind of platforms, but it's a system that we like and use. So that makes it good for us. So what's the, what, in your opinion, what's the best skill that you probably want to instill in yourself to be successful as a real estate agent? Um, I would say staying educated, staying abreast of what's going on in the market, um, what's going on with our clients, and just never never stop learning and, and growing to, you know, be that makes you be able to represent your clients the best and helps you just stay grounded and, and well-rounded if you're, you're working on yourself. Yeah. I, and I guess we do a lot of stuff where we come, we try to always come from a place of knowledge and provide things. Right. But as far as like the skill, I, I, so we're, we're, you always have to be very educated and stuff for that and, and keep up with that and not just wing things. Um, you know, know your contracts and stuff um, inside and out. Um, I'm shocked by how many people are using contracts every day and have no idea what it actually says. In yeah. And not just new agents, people who have been in the business, you know, longer than we have. Yeah. Just, I guess it's just the number of transactions or lack of education, something along those but lines. I, I think the biggest skill is communication. Yeah. Um, whether you're meeting strangers and making them friends or whether you're seeing past clients, just always communicating and communicating well. Yeah. I think for me, the, the biggest skill set to have as an originator is, is to know your craft is to know, mm -hmm. you know, don't try and know everything. I mean, we, of course I want to know everything, but yeah. at, at the end of the day, if, if I want to be better at a certain product, whatever, I'm going to dive in. I'm going to learn that product immediately. Um, and I'm going to build on that. Now, you know, I like to, they put out fires. I, I'm a big fixer and that's my downfall mm -hmm. in my marriage. I like to fix things with my wife and she doesn't want things to be fixed. So <laughs> There's I'll, books on that. I'll give a one answer solution and leave the room. Um, but when, <laughs> when it comes to doing this day to day, if I've got a scenario that a realtor is telling me, you know, I'm already in my head going, how can I fix it? Have you tried this? Have you tried that? I think I can get away with this. So it's, it's something that I've always, I think, kind of been a little bit good at is just fixing problems and learning how to fix yeah. those problems because mm -hmm. you know, you know the guidelines, you you know what you've done before, yeah. you you've closed that scenario before, and you know how to get it done. So it it helps mm -hmm. me um, in my business um, to to be able to improve, to show clients that you know what you're doing. At the end of the day, yeah, yeah. they have that trust goes in you that you're going to get it very done. positive. Yeah. Is there, are there any, um, any other ways that you guys stay up to speed on the financing side of things, updates, you know, with guidelines or 
what are you, are you doing anything in generally speaking to stay up to date with things? Um, well, we, we look at, look for, you know, relevant webinars, things like that. We also have in our office at KW, there's a very big emphasis on education. Um, we do what we call millionaire Mondays. That is always an educational piece. Um, and sometimes we have lenders come in and talk about things. Um, one of our, um, coaches is a veteran, so she's very strong and, you know, is, is pushes hard to make sure everybody, you know, knows about the VA products and, you know, helps to educate people. So um, it's just between that education and what we see, you know, come across for webinars, you know, sometimes it's a trial and error. You have to kind of jump in there and it may not be worth anything once you get there, but you just have to keep looking for the little nuggets of wisdom, you know, wherever you can. And then I, I, I probably have four or five different um, online things that I'm getting emails from constantly. Um, uh, things like Inman and Housing Wire and um, yeah. that are sending articles all the time. And so when I see something that pops up, then that triggers me to go Google further <laughs> yeah. until I feel like I've got the right... Or I call you, or you call and ask me. questions, yeah. <laughs> text you. Yeah, you were talking about being a fixer. She's a detective, so she always wants to get down <laughs> into the very bottom of, to the very depths of a topic till she completely understands it. Yeah. Until I tear it apart. And there's been so many different, I wouldn't say changes, but product update from a mortgage perspective that, um, you know, we have now the opportunity to use the special finance credit program, I believe is what the name of it is. So if you live in a certain mm -hmm. area, which I don't know how Freddie and Fannie are getting away with it, but they are. But if you like if you live in a certain zip code area that's on their map, you don't have to buy mm -hmm. that area. But if you live in that area and if there's no income limitation on it, you could get up to a six thousand dollar grant towards closing costs. Wow. Um, I think that was kind of a pilot area in certain areas of the country and now they've, they've expanded mm -hmm. that. So, um, I've got a client right now that he does qualify for that, but unfortunately he can't do a conventional loan. He has to go FHA. So, but it's things like yeah. that, that are, there's more things being released to help people become homeowners. Um, so that's what I'm saying. Once rates improve, you're going to have another influx of people that couldn't do something a year ago that can now, yeah. and they're going to be in the market. Yeah. So if you're out there listening and you don't think homeownership's the way to go right now, you want to jump in now if you can and get a good deal on a house because they're they're on the market and there's sellers wanting to sell and there's buyers wanting to buy. They're just kind of looking maybe for that perfect situation, that perfect deal. Yeah. yeah. So is there anything um, anything new with Keller Williams that you guys want to talk about? Is there any special? I know Keller Williams is one of the top companies right in the country, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are they doing yeah. anything special? I think they are the largest, as, as far as franchising, yeah, you know, we're all independent companies, but um, uh, I think we're the largest in the world at the moment. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so I guess that is a, that's, that brings up something. It's not brand new, but it's newish. I mean, KW is, you know, expanded in, into other countries. They're, you know, picking up brokerages or they're, they're, they're um, setting up brokerages in other countries. And I can't remember, um, I think we're in close to a hundred countries now. So, wow. you know, that helps us to be able to service worldwide, you know, clients, not just here in the U S um, 
and you know if you we're kind of interested in it haven't really you know gotten it off out of out of our head and onto paper but you know maybe buying a property in another country at some point so you have you know some place to well, go well stephanie used to sell real estate in yeah what st lucia in the caribbean yes yeah. so yes um, we 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 toy around with that um as as far as other new things um you know i think i mentioned it a couple of minutes ago was that kw at least our 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 brokerage is always heavily focused on education so that you know helps us as you put it a few minutes ago you know per perfect your craft um we've just keep rolling out educational pieces i'm actually on the alc which is the associate leader leadership council um, and i'm the chair for education career development so i'm always looking for ideas for classes and ask around the brokerage see who's got good ideas so you know we get a lot of really good input from people that you know they they want to know something and you know we'll we'll find something to help address that, that. i know of a good class i got a good one for you okay the va home loan class get ce credit for it yeah yeah. All right. Excellent. I was just thinking that when you were talking earlier, <laughs> but, um, and I would say, so I've, I've, over the years, um, I wasn't always a Keller Williams agent. I've been a variety of others and they were all fabulous company companies. I have to say, I, I never had a bad brokerage any place that I was at, but, um, I have never seen the level of training. I mean, I wish when I'd started, I had the opportunities that the yeah, new agents I've heard a lot about Keller Williams on that people who work there is it's just phenomenal how they yeah. get you through. Yeah. And get them up and get them going. Like I, I, I think it took me, I mean, I think I sold three homes my first year and we've got brand new agents who are like selling, selling a home a month. Do they just find you right a mentor off. when you come on board new with Keller Williams? Um, well, they have, they have what they call it's a, it's a 12, not a 12 week. It's a month process of, classes called Ignite. So it teaches you what you learned in real estate school and how to apply it, you know, how to write a contract, how to hold an open house, how to do CMAs, you know, pretty much everything that a realtor does, but you don't really learn in school. And then for your first three transactions, one of the coaches shatters you, you know, you have to get them to check. We have contract. a three coach coaching yeah. team um, that are all experienced yep. agents, um, really experienced agents. And that's, that's the majority of what they all yeah. sell real estate on the, as well, but they're in the office pretty much Monday through Friday. And available nine. via phone or zoom on, on weekends to help people, you know, because that's when all the action happens is after hours, but you know, they'll, they'll shatter you for your first three transactions. And if you want further coaching, you know, you can do that on an as needed bait, like fee based kind of thing. Right. Um, but there's always, always people. And even, you know, people will reach out to us if, if they have questions about things, if, if we're in the office or even if we're not, you know, we'll, that's the other thing that's really cool about our brokerage is that everybody's always willing to help. I mean, if you can't find somebody to help you, you know, immediately, if you walk 50 feet, then you'll probably find somebody, you know, 50 or 100 feet that that has the knowledge and is willing to help you. So there's just that's, a big network. That's a good culture to have because, you know, you, you always, you need a mentor, you need coaching. Um, even our industry, you need a mentor, you need coaching all the time. Cause yeah. yeah I mean, I, I feel very blessed to, I would never have gotten in this business if it wouldn't have been for her <laughs> and her knowledge. 
Um, but I can't imagine, you know, being 20, 30 years younger and, and going into it cold, you know, without any, any kind of knowledge or, and I know that's why there's such a high attrition because people get in and, and they don't know what to do once they yeah. get their license. Cause it, you, it's a lot to get your license. I mean, all yeah. the studying and all yeah. the classes and then take your test and then yeah. this and that, this and that. And then now that you have your license in your mind, you're like, now what? I got to yeah, go get sponsored. Exactly. Okay. Now what? So it's, mm -hmm. it's important, yeah. right? Like you mentioned to have that little push and that mentorship to get you put in the right direction. Yeah. Well, I want to, you know, thank you guys for, for being on. This is some good information that um, I'm yeah, glad we had a chance to visit. Um, is there, how do, how do my listeners get in touch with you guys for listing appointments or any questions about real estate? Sure. Um, they can call or text me, um, 469-247-3632, um, or they can email us uh, at robert.irvin at kw.com. And my, my, my cell number is 972-741-3348. Perfect. And um, if you're listening out there, we will put their their links um, to their website on the podcast as well. So we'll make sure that you can link directly to their information. Again, my name is Richard Sari with Alliance Mortgage Group. And if you want to subscribe to our podcast show, just go to Helping Heroes Become Homeowners Podcast.com. And as always, if you're looking to purchase or refinance, please give us a call at 214 872 2188. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. If this episode has been beneficial, we'd love to hear from you. Please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Also, for regular updates and tips, make sure to follow our social media channels, which you can find in the show notes. Until our next episode, keep making homeownership dreams come true.